Hello, and welcome to the Writers and Illustrators of the Future podcast. Today, we're at DragonCon. We're with Echo and Lazarus Chernick. So uh, that noise here in the background is the second floor of America Smart, where there's thousands of people walking by their booth. So um, we'll have at it here. So welcome, Echo. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So Echo is the coordinating judge for the Illustrators of the Future contest, and you've been doing that for... This will be the... Third year? Third fourth year. Or fourth year. Yes, fourth I believe year. it's the fourth. It's my fourth year as a judge, third year as the coordinating judge. Yes. Good. And we got Lazarus also. Who's, Hello. And you've been a, a judge for, you were both at the same time or you came? I came, I came year the year after she was first a judge. I was signed on as a judge her very first year as a coordinating judge. Oh, good. No nepotism. That's not how it happened. <laughs> good. Just and like we're, we're Kevin and Rebecca, no nepotism there it's either. It's exciting to be able to do this together because it makes us an uh, effective team. Yeah, no, it's definitely good. And it's, um, there's been a definite change and an upgrade of the contest just in terms of, uh, um, I think, the, the quality of the final art from the winners with your art direction on it and just in general with the growth of the contest. It's been really growing a lot since you guys have, have come on board well, we've been trying to promote it a lot, but a lot of the winners, um, they enjoy the uh, event and they enjoy the workshop a lot, so they actually spread the word themselves. Um, some of the past winners have been fantastic in just going to their friends and other artists and saying, hey, you got to check, check this out. And so we've been getting a lot of really good people entering. We've also been building uh, up a reputation of trying to educate the younger generation, paying it forward ourselves for several years before uh, um, uh, getting involved with the contest. Just before we get into the part about the, the Illustrators of the Future contest itself, tell me about you as an, as an artist and your, your career. Um, well, my, as, as you know, my name is Echo Charnick. I am um, an primarily an advertising Art Nouveau illustrator, but I also do a lot of editorial illustration and pa uh, book covers, package designs. I've been an illustrator for 28 years, I believe. Um, and I have worked pretty much in, in every, every publication field, genre, uh -huh. uh, such. Um, so I have a lot of um, diversity when it comes to uh, illustration and my experiences, which is why it's, um, I, do, I really enjoy being the coordinating judge because I can share all that information from all the different fields with the, uh, with the, the winners and the illustrators as yeah. opposed to you know, just being a, a super focused on one particular specialty. So, um, and we've been doing the comic book shows and Dragon Con for about 10 years now, um, which has been fantastic. Yeah. Uh, we, we love doing this. This is our chance to get out and actually meet people and talk to people. Otherwise, I'd spend all day in the studio painting yeah. and drawing. Um, what else? Um, okay, that's, that's pretty impressive. And Lazarus, your history with connection with art? Uh, well, Echo and I met at art school at Pride Institute in New York City. And uh, I ran, started running my very first uh, art studio uh, as the head of it in 1997 uh, in New York City. And I've been an advertising creative director uh, actually for both the client side and the agency side for many years before uh, leaving a Fortune 500 client to join Echo on her career and uh, focusing all my energy on promoting her and to uh, help you know, impart the knowledge that we have learned to uh, everybody we possibly can. One of the important things that we learned together is from my side on the inside the studio and her side as a contractor, we learned both sides of the table in the entire process of illustration. And we were able to share with each other the knowledge uh, that the other side had, which is an, 
invaluable resource that uh, most illustrators, most agencies don't have. Right. And so we've been able to uh, further each other's career as well as you know, provide as much information as possible. Um, as far as an artist, I'm mostly a graphic designer, uh, more than an illustrator, but I have illustrated and I do help Echo on her illustrations when she needs it uh, or when she asks for it or, you know, then yeah. she'll erase things if she doesn't like it, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it good, thanks. And it also, it takes about, um, it takes many, many years to learn all of the nuances of being an illustrator. And so one of the, uh, so we really enjoy sharing uh, everything that we've, it's taken all this time to learn with the winners so that they can hopefully um, use that early on in their career and get further faster. That's which the is, whole goal of it. So. Which, is, which is amazingly awesome. So on, um, as a coordinating judge for the, the contest, you obviously are the first one to see the art that's being submitted. So what do you look for when, you're, uh, when you review the art that's being submitted to the contest? Um, well, I look for, first, uh, send in three pieces. I always make sure that they yeah. have three pieces, not just one piece. So make sure that you send in uh, three pieces, their strongest pieces, whatever you feel the most confident about. Um, illustrations, if possible. I always, if I have a choice between uh, a really, really good set of drawings and a really, really good set of drawings, but one, but the, the, that one tells a story as opposed to the other one is just a beautiful, you know, art. I'm going to go towards the one that tells the story because it, it is an illustration contest. So preferably, if you have something that that um, that tells stories, lean towards that. But you know, well, let's use this as a point to define illustration versus art. Um, yes. So, uh, if for instance, if they were to do a, a beautiful landscape that would be, you know, fine art. It would be, you know, and it could be an absolutely gorgeous landscape. However, it could be uh, a, a landscape in a, um, you know, a, a science fiction world with like spaceships and, you know, something's crashing. Well, then it would be an illustration because it would be telling a story right. about, you know, what's happening in this landscape. Uh, so it's, uh, illustration specifically is for the purpose of communicating, you know, an idea or telling a story um, as opposed to just uh, expressing yourself or being, you know, beautiful. I on the agency side, uh, in the corporate world, we define illustration as a literal work of art that is very specifically telling a story exactly the way it is uh, intended. There's not, there may be symbolism, but there's no real allegory involved. There's, uh, there may be a metaphor, but it's not, it has to be as obvious as possible because the point of an illustration is to sell the story or to sell the product exactly and there can't be any uh, hemming or hawing uh, by the public or the customer on exactly what it's supposed to be. Good. So fine art is incredibly valuable and we love it, you know, but that's not illustration and that's not what the contest is about. Good. And if I think for good examples of illustration too, if anybody looks at the, uh, the earlier Pulp Fiction stories in those magazines, Astounding Science Fiction and all those, those are illustrations. They very much enhance. You look at that and go like, wow, that's what this is about? Or some... It's a snapshot of the story. Right, it's exactly, this is that character in the story. This right. is a scene from the story. Or if it is you know, any sort of metaphor, it may be this is that exact, this is that exact uh, character, but with the feeling and the emotion that the story conveys as a whole. Right. And that's used to sell the story. Good, good, that makes sense. All right, so that was, um, I wanna make sure that people understood that, because some people don't really understand the difference between art an illustration, and this is, like you said, this is an illustration contest. And we talk about that a lot in the, um, in the workshop, in the workshop but as that's well. after the fact of having won. 
Right, right. So for people entering in, and more and more people entering from all over the world right now, because we have entries from over 175 countries now, which is awesome, but they have to understand that that's what we're looking for. So they don't submit, and then all of a sudden, why well, I'm really good, but they have to understand it's got to be illustration and not fine art that they're, that they're submitting. Right, and the judges don't know where the um, entries are from. They're all from all over the world, yeah. but they have no idea who's, yeah, how old the person is entering them or where they're from, so yeah. And just so that people are listening right now that don't know, the contest, Illustrates the Future contest, was created originally by L. Ron Hubbard and as a means of providing that uh, helping hand to the aspiring artist for the works to be seen and acknowledged. It's free to enter, it's only for the amateur artist, someone that's not been professionally um, uh, published or sold, and that's defined at writersthefuture.com and they'll enter the contest. It defines that. They're not making that. a living from yeah, it. Yeah, they're not making yeah. a living at it. The judges are all credentialed professionals with uh, incredible names and resumes, uh, present company excluded, actually. I'm, I'm probably not one of those. <laughs> but the, uh, the, the point is to determine by quality who are the best of the best that you know, need, uh, need recognition for what they're going to do in the future. And we have quite a few uh, successful graduates, I would say, of yeah. the program that you know years later have very big names uh, yeah. in both illustration and writing. Um, and the point of the workshops, I want to say, is about how to learn how to be an illustrator as a, and how to run a business as a contractor. Because you've already, if you're a winner, you have the chops. You can do yeah. the arts. Yeah. You're good enough. That's not a problem. We're not going to teach you how to paint. We're not going to teach you extra things. We're not really going to teach you how to illustrate. We will highlight things you need to focus, but it's, but you really need to know the, the X's and O's about how to navigate yourself as a, as a professional in the career. Good. And one other point, too, on the contest is that when you enter the contest, the judging is, is blind. So all the judges see is your artwork and a number assigned to it. So they have no idea if you're male, female, nationality, ethnic, anything. It's just you win because you're a darn good illustrator and yes. for no other reason. And I, look and the, at, I look at all the different styles that come in and yeah. I try to make sure that I um, put through many different styles. So uh, regardless of their style, enter. And you know, if, if they're just pure black and white art versus you know oil paintings versus digital art, all of them are accepted. Um, there are 12 good. winners every single year. And each of those 12 winners have often represented styles from across the board. You know, one year we had one anime style artist, we had one painterly artist, one fine artist who worked almost exclusively in black and white, a landscaper, a scene painter. Uh, editorial. Editorial, concept art, uh, portrait artists. So it doesn't matter what style it is, it only matters, can it tell a story and is it executed well? Good. And. Um now, some people are looking for that, that magic, you know, if I just do X, then it goes. So I just want to make sure that we issue any disclaimers and we're not looking for any Xs. We're just, like you said, somebody with, well, if I just copy what was done before or... No, they, should, they uh, definitely enter uh, your own style, your own work. Your work will speak for itself. Um, don't try to copy anybody else or, you know, uh, try to create a specific piece in a style that you think the judges will like. You know, do what you do and send that in because um, I, I try to be very open-minded and make sure that, uh, you know, I look at each individual style for mm -hmm. what it is. You know, even if it's not particularly my favorite or my taste, you know, I can see if it's, if it's good execution and it's got good ideas and I'm like, well, you know, it's not my taste, but it, it looks really, really, you know, it's got, 
it's really strong for I know that people will like it. I, you know, I send it through. Let the, then right. the judges get to choose if that's their, if they, if they like it or not. Because like, I can right. tell it's a strong piece, and they can tell that they have talent. Right. So and then I let the judges sort out whether or not they continue on from there. So. Right. As a judge, I don't judge what the story is. So I'm as an illustration. An illustration. I want judging how well the story is told. So if. It means less to me if the story is original than if I understand it. That's very important because as far as some people are wondering, should I only draw uh, uh, spaceships or only dragons or only an original piece? It doesn't matter. If you, have an, if you are able to paint a spaceship excellent, you'll have just as much of a chance as someone who paints a dragon excellent. It doesn't matter. And the, while the contest is uh, sci-fi fantasy, uh, oriented with and publishing oriented, that there's certainly an uh, incredible amount of skill necessary to illustrate, you know, products and and still lifes and uh, other more uh, broad spectrum uh, subject matter. And it's free to enter, so what's it going to hurt? <laughs> it exactly, cost you've got nothing, losing everything to yeah, gain, and and you don't lose any of the copyrighted to that's what right, you, you submitted. You all the rights to your to your artwork. Yeah, you don't lose anything at all you have everything to gain um you usually hear you'll hear within um by the end of the following quarter is when you'll you'll find out about um how you how you placed in the uh in the contest and because of the increased repute of the contest and because there's so many people that enter the contest even the the um the finalists now are issued certificates and people can add that to their resume saying i'm a finalist now in illustrates the future and art directors will pay attention to that too now. And if you don't get in one, one quarter, enter again because different quarters have you know, different levels of entries and different numbers of entries. And sometimes you know, we really want to pick one, but it's just, you know, it's just too many competitive ones. Yeah. Sometimes there's, there's not. So enter every quarter. And you can submit the same artwork more than one quarter. Uh, very important point for uh, so, uh, one question somebody had is, uh, can they submit arts to this contest and to another contest? This contest is not going to be publishing. The, the, you do not win publishing of your portfolio. You're going to be, you win an assignment of a story to illustrate. So there's no restrictions on what you do with the artwork that you submit. You can right. submit this one to, to here and to any other contest that you want. Um, that's, a big, that's important for that's some people. That's very important, yes. Good. All right, so now in terms of the uh, contest itself, What's the, what do you see as the value of the Illustrators of the Future contest, both not just as a winner, but just having it as a contest itself that exists? Oh, the Illustrators of the Future contest is it's fantastic. It is, um, it's very hard to make a living as an illustrator when you're first starting out. You don't know, um, you're, you're learning on the fly. You don't know what to charge, where to go, how to, you know, how to network, and you're sort of doing, all, doing it all um, on your own. Uh, it really, the Illustrators of the Future contest really provides a platform to launch your career and to meet other people um, and to talk to the other judges and really get a good, um, good start on, on your career. And it's just, it's, fin it's a fantastic way to, to network and to, uh, you know, to um, be exposed out there. So. Yeah. One of the biggest discussion point amongst artists, especially young artists, is uh, imposter syndrome. You know, you need People need validation. Are they good enough? Now, am I good enough? I've been working on this for a while. Am I ready? Am I ready? Well, winning this contest says that you're ready. Not winning it does not mean that you are not ready. 
it just means that that particular quarter, there happened to be somebody else who was more ready than you at this time. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, I don't care who you are in the world, how, how good your career is, how many awards you've won, there's always somebody better. Um, so don't let, uh, you know, it, it, winning the contest is amazing. It's very, very uh, affirming, but keep submitting. It is not, uh, not winning is not a uh, detriment to you in any way. You know, just keep going. And the yeah. contest hopefully uh, will build your self-confidence. Once you win and people, they, they, you know, see your art, everybody's there is so excited about art. Everybody loves art, so it really helps build artists' confidence and their self-confidence in themselves. I want to add that the sci-fi fantasy illustration community is pretty small, and yeah. we are a great big family. You know, not every one of us gets along, but when you join this, that, you know, we, we all love each other, really. Uh, when you join the, when you win the contest, you're thrown into a room with the gods of illustration, Larry Elmore, Cirarello, Bob Eggleton, and when they're sitting in front of you, you know, that they're, they're not sitting at, at a podium and talking and you're taking a lecture. They're sitting in a chair three feet from you. You know, they're talking, their arms are folded, they're relaxed, you know, then you go out for a drink afterwards. You know, you're, they're, they're building a community. And so anytime you see them again at a, con at a convention uh, or any, any open forum, that they're there for you. They'll remember yeah. you, they'll shake your hand, they'll introduce you to other people around you. And suddenly you're involved. And suddenly now that, you know, Larry Elmore and uh, Echo are people that you can go to and ask questions of. And suddenly if there are clients that they have or they want to introduce you to that they're not working with anymore, but they see your style can work with them, you can get that introduction. And we're here because, uh, every single judge is here because they are interested in helping people, um, you know, helping pay it forward the way Hubbard envisioned it. and and you know, talking to the, uh, the next generation of artists. I mean, they all enjoy it. That's, that's why we're here. We wouldn't be here if we, didn't, uh, if we didn't want to be doing this. Exactly. Now, one of the things that we use in the Illustrated Workshop, uh, there's various essays by, uh, by Mr. Hubbard on the subject of art itself, which we use also in the uh, writer contest. But any comments you can say about like the, the value or, because he wrote these things obviously, you know, uh, a few decades ago, because he passed away in 1986. But anything about the value of that? Because those, those works are also available online too, just for, for artists to be able to uh, apply on the communication of art and those types of things. And we structured the workshop around um, each of, the, uh, of his quotes so that we, talk, we discussed it um, when we discussed the workshop. And, and, you know, and we also, we discussed what he uh, we had to say and then we also relate it to uh, modern day things and yeah. practices and how it, how it relates to today because you know things change over time so but they still relate. Elrod Hubbard spent his entire life in publishing and he knew all of the best illustrators in the world. Uh, uh, yeah. Frank Frazetta did a lot of work with him. He knew him personally for a very long time and being a writer and being a communicator he distilled the information of what it meant to be a successful illustrator down and it's something that is it resonates through to today and it affects everything and artists at the point by the time they're ready to win they may have heard some of these before but to have them condensed into such a it, having them condensed into a curriculum uh, with specific advice 
from a top-notch publisher tells them that this is more this is more valid than a lot of the other advice that they get. That there's a lot of people who get degrees from art out there, uh, take art classes, uh, may teach small art classes, and they have their opinions on what art is. Well, this isn't art, this is illustration. And there's a difference. Yeah. And you need to understand and know the difference to really turn it into a career. Good, good. So with respect to um, the contest, why should somebody, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit, but just straight point blank, why should somebody enter the Illustrators of Future contest and how do they do that? Oh, why not enter? If they, if they have any interest in being an illustrator or being a professional artist, um, enter. I mean, there's it, it just, just really no reason not to enter. Yeah. Um, and they can you know, do it on the website. It's, it's, it's um, easy to do. It's uh, illustratorsofthefuture.com, right? Uh -huh. And then, um, but yes, um, I encourage everyone you know, that is an interest in being an illustrator to enter. I wish I, wish I knew about it when I was in school. I yeah. would have entered. I didn't know about it, though. That yeah. was the problem. That's why we're trying to spread the word about it. It's not just for, for young people that we've had winners everywhere from the age of 16 to in their 40s and 50s. We had a, a winner um, a few years ago who was in the 60s. Yep. A lot of people, they, they have their careers when they're younger because they were forced to go down a career path that they were told that was good. Yeah. Um, but they've always been an artist. And when they get older and they retire or they, you know, their kids are growing up, they want to go back into it. So go back into it. Yeah. You know, it takes about 10 years to become established as an illustrator, and it doesn't really matter when you start those 10 years. Right. So. It, it doesn't hurt in any shape or form. All it does is win, win, win for you. You get money, you get recognition, you get an award, you know, you get a resume piece, you get it published out of it. And, you know, as I said, we've had them all over the, the level of education. You know, we've had a high schoolers win, and these were amazing high schoolers. Yeah, you know, and they, and some of them don't even know if, what sort of art they want to go into, but they provided us with illustrations that were amazing, and we and and maybe it's a little intimidating to hear what it's like to be a career when you know, to have a career when you're only 16. But Echo was 14 when she decided on this career. I was 15 when I decided on this career. It happens. Yeah. Then you have people who have been doing it for 50, you know 15, 20 years, and they haven't broke through. Life gets in the way. You know, they start taking another job. Family responsibilities take over, and finally, they get you know the, the nerve to to try something and to move on with that career. And there's validation. And Kina Tech is an amazing uh, example yeah. of you know that story. And I believe you never. I I, I believe in being open-minded about. Um, every opportunity that comes your way, when I get a call for an illustration and they say, do you want to do this? I'm, you know, I hear them out, even if I'm not sure if I want to do it. So I think that when something comes along your way, you don't know where it's going to lead you in your life. So by entering the contest, you know, you might win, you might not, but if, it do, if you do win, you'll, it'll lead you down a path to meet people that you might, that you would have never met before. And you don't know where that's going to lead. So, right. you know, it's just, it's a whole, it's another door. So it doesn't hurt to see what's there, you know. <laughs> awesome. So now if somebody wants to be able to find out more to discover Echo Chernick and your amazing art, how do they find you? Well, they can find me at echochernick.com. Um, I'm also on Facebook. My commercial work is at echo-x.com. Um, they can come by uh, DragonCon booth. 2218. 
Um, I'm also going to Gen Con and San Diego Comic Con, so definitely come by any any of the conventions I'm at to ask any questions about it. Um, I'm in the Seattle area, so or you can just you know find me online on Facebook, and if you have any questions about the contest or anything else, just you know pop me a Facebook message, and I can answer it for you. And all the winners are listed publicly on uh, illustratorsofthefuture.com. And many of them, many of them, are at various conventions locally uh, to help promote themselves and to sell directly. Uh, they're, they're at DragonCon, there's Comic-Cons all across the country. And if you've recognized them, go up and talk to them. Ask them about the contest. They'll tell you about their experience. And I'm sure all of them will recommend to submit. You lose nothing, you gain everything. I mean... Yeah, just talk to some of the past winners, you know, see what they have to say. And they can tell you, they'll all have different experiences. They can tell you all about what they learned and, you know, where it's led them and how it's helped them. Ask them the same questions that, you know, we've been talking about today. So Good. And you I can also, to, go ahead. I do have to say one thing for a soundbite. You win everything, you lose nothing. Wow, there's a soundbite. <laughs> so you can find out, again, at illustrationsofthefuture.com and... That's where you go to enter the contest, where you can find out about it, the rules of how to enter the contest. We also have a forum that you're welcome to join. It's on writersthefuture.com, so you can go there and join the forum, which is open to writers and artists. We also have this podcast, which has a lot of interviews from past uh, illustrator winners and our judges. And we have a uh, blog, which has a lot of great articles from both the writers and the artists, and a lot of uh, great articles from uh, our past judges, going back to Frank Rosetta, Kelly Freeze and uh, several others from that uh, from the original start of the of the contest who were there from the beginning that used to illustrate Mr. Hubbard's uh, work. So anyway, thank you very much for listening, and thank you very much, Echo and Lazarus, for being on this podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you. Subscribe to the Writers of the Future podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Writers and Illustrators of the Future are contests created by L. Ron Hubbard to provide a means for the aspiring writer and artist to be seen and acknowledged. It is free to enter and open to new and amateur short story writers and artists of science fiction or fantasy. Thank you very much. 